0: You're listening to the ANA Podcast Network, powered by Odyssey, a leading multi-platform audio content and entertainment company. Listen on the Odyssey app.
1: For Beyond Profit, a podcast of the ANA Center for Brand Purpose, I'm Ken Beaulieu. Placing the patient at the center of care would seem like an apt purpose for any pharmacy, but living it has proved difficult for the largest chains, due to the shortage of pharmacists, worker burnout, backlog prescriptions, prescription errors, fierce competition, and other industry challenges. Having seen enough, Larry Margolis worked to create a better, simpler pharmacy with proactive and personalized service at its core. Today, as founder and CEO of Personal RX, Larry is changing the very nature of the pharmacy business through innovation and in technology. Personal Rx patients work directly with a dedicated personal care coordinator to help manage refills and insurance billing and approvals, as well as to check for medication interactions. Patients also have 24 7 access to a pharmacist. Larry Margolis, who spent more than eight years in the pharmacy leadership and 20 years as a Wall Street broker focused on emerging technologies, joins me to discuss the growth of Personal Rx and the power of purpose. I am also thrilled to welcome back Lana McGillivray as co-host for this episode. Lana is co-founder and CEO of Purpose Worldwide and co-chair of the a Brand Purpose Committee. Larry and Lana, welcome to the podcast.
0: Hello, thanks for having us.
1: So, Lana, before we get into our conversation with Larry, I do want to give you an opportunity to share a bit of information about Purpose Worldwide.
2: Thank you so much, Ken. And I have to say you mentioned the Purpose Council. I have just been so thrilled this year to get involved and more involved with the ANA and especially with the councils. Just on the short, in terms of purpose worldwide, as you know, uh, we are a branding, uh, positioning and PR agency. What's different about us is our leadership and team and our focus. We're highly focused on purpose-driven brands, technology companies and not-for-profits that has allowed us to work with so many ANA members, past and present, uh, as well as clients like Personal Rx. So I'm so thrilled that you decided to invite Larry onto the show and I get to co-host this one with you. Thank you.
1: That's great. Great having you both here. So, Larry, I want to turn it over to you now. I gave an overview of personal RX, certainly didn't go deep. So I want to give you an opportunity to maybe point out some of the unique aspects of personal mm-hmm. RX. And then maybe how it differs from a traditional mail order pharmacy.
0: Sure. First off, again, thank you for having us today. I really appreciate it. And Lana for coordinating this. I, I really believe that Lana set the stage by talking about purpose and talking about our company having a purpose because it's not just about being a pharmacy. And I think that what makes Personal PersonalRx uh, the company it is, is that we are personal and we do have a purpose. We want everybody to do a little bit better. One of the biggest advantages for our pharmacy and our company is that all of our patients are already paying for service. Whether they understand it or not, they're paying a copay. they're already getting service. We just think that there should be a much higher level of service, particularly for those that are taking five or more medications. Our average patient's about nine. Sometimes they need a little extra help. Sometimes their caregivers need a little extra help. And that's really the biggest differentiator between personal Rx and other pharmacies in the mail mail space. We don't consider ourselves to be in the mail space because we do individual packets and we do it on a 30-day basis. So it's a little bit unique and different, but it's definitely uh, purpose-driven and patient forward.
2: Larry, that is so interesting. You said five or more or nine or more medications. How large is that market size?
0: Great question. There are 42 million Americans that take five or more medications. Uh, there are 10 or 11,000 patients, uh, depends on the report you read, turning 65 every day in this country. More and more people are taking more medications. We're living longer, hopefully healthier and more prosperous and and uh, enjoyable lives. And, and maybe medication's the basis for it. But that is a very large market that really needs to be helped. And that's where we come in.
2: It really is. Larry, that was so clear. But why can't or don't non-mail order pharmacies like CVS or Rite Aid do what you do or focus on that part of the market?
0: I ask that all the time. I'm thankful that they don't uh, because it gives us an opportunity. But I, I think it has to do with money. I think it has to do with reimbursement. I think it has to do with healthcare. Uh, they're very focused on what they do. We don't sell toilet paper. We don't sell makeup. We don't sell gum and candy. We focus on what we do best and we focus on it for the patients that need it most. So I, I think if I had to answer the question, I think it's about money. I think it's about culture and I I think it's about being a commodity product and they're just not differentiating themselves.
2: Got it. And one more, I guess on the other side of the fence, what about Amazon?
0: Another great question. Amazon should do well. I think they do well. There's always a position for Amazon. When it comes to logistics and buying something, I think it's uh there's there's they're a fantastic service. When it comes to healthcare, which is a personalized thing, especially with people taking multiple medications, they need to have their hand held a little bit more. And that's not an, a- an Amazon model. Those are that's the the corner cases for Amazon that are our sweet spot.
1: Larry, I think it's safe to say that Personal Rx sits at the intersection of health and technology. Can you just talk a bit about how your past experience have influenced the business to date?
0: Interesting. I'm not really sure past business experience. Past experience, yes, I am a bit of a geek. I really enjoy process. I really enjoy how we can use systems to make ourselves scale while providing the same kind of service. So I think it's just leveraging a little bit of everything that I've had in my lifetime, not just work experiences.
2: Larry, I love that Ken mentioned the intersection of health and technology, because I really love your perspective on AI and its role at personal RF vis-a-vis the caregiver, pharmacist, and the patient relationship. Can you share your thoughts about those things with the listeners?
0: Sure. We are at the intersection of technology. Technology runs everything we do. Uh, We use algorithms. We are starting to do some AI work, not on the customer or the patient-facing side of things, but where we can get ahead and we can understand what the patient's going to need, whether it's a change in medication, whether it's a change in regimen, whether they're going on vacation, whether they're going down to Florida as snowbirds for for the winter. We like to get ahead of things, and we use technology and AI for that. I'm not necessarily a believer for somebody who was take care of my mom or my grandparents that they should be taken care of with an AI engine or directly speaking to AI. We need it to be more of a personal approach.
2: So it's really AI serving uh, the caregiver and the patient.
0: That's correct.
1: Hello, Beyond Profit listeners. Evolving the relevance, effectiveness, and impact of multicultural and inclusive marketing to drive business growth is at the heart of the ANA's Alliance for Inclusive and Multicultural Marketing, or AIM. A working group of industry leaders, AIM is committed to bias-free marketing, connecting marketing to diverse consumers, and advancing equity through a broad range of resources and research. Become an agent for change by joining the AIM movement. Learn more at ana.net slash bias. And now back to the show. We are speaking today with Larry Margolis, founder and CEO of Personal Rx. So Larry, some 7 to 9,000 people die each year due to medication errors, according to the National Institute of Health. So what are the root causes and what effect is this having on the US healthcare system?
0: It's a, it's a profound effect. It shouldn't happen in, in many instances. Uh, I think it's all about money. I think it's about the unit economics of healthcare. I think it's about the unit economics and in, in, with respect to pharmacy and what we do, it takes a little bit extra. It takes a little extra time to deliver good care. Patients shouldn't have to go to uh, a pharmacy and stand online. And it, it is a, personal mission of mine to try and eliminate as many medication errors as is humanly possible there in in most cases there's no reason for it mm-hmm. and a little bit of extra care can handle that
1: well speaking of the the personal mission side of this business you lost a daughter to a medication era that ultimately led you to create personal rx so what advice do you have for people about using purpose to make a difference in the world like you have
0: I think it's at the core of what healthcare should be. I think it's at the core of what a lot of things uh, in the US should be and around the world. You must be purpose-driven. It really resonated when I met Lana because of, of her name of the company and what they stood for because it really matches the goals of personal RX. We must be purpose-driven. Our team must be purpose-driven. The customer and the patient always comes first. And with us, the two are not just interchangeable. We deal with a lot of professionals and caregivers who are all purpose-driven. And I think we're very aligned in how we can help the patients.
1: Can you talk a bit, Larry, a bit more about just the importance of remaining purpose-driven, even in challenging times like we're experiencing today?
0: I think it's a core of what needs to be done. Uh, If you're a purpose-driven company and you have the culture to be purpose-driven and to take care of patients uh, and and be there for patients and be there for their caregivers to give a better experience that must survive regardless of the economic conditions or any other conditions that we're involved with. Mm
2: -hmm. And and right back at Larry, in terms of the the client uh, partner fit, it's just been so wonderful. And our team just bends over backwards and would just do anything to drive uh, success working with personal RX. And, And so much of that has been because of their purpose driven model. That said, the company's doing phenomenally, and I think that should be interesting because we are a, a force for growth and good mm-hmm. at the ANA. So I did have another question. Um, I mean, right now your business has grown leaps and bounds, and while that says a lot about the model, I wonder like, what you're planning to do to build and sustain the momentum that you've already begun with.
0: Well, we've established a, a big partner program, so, we are a direct to consumer company dealing with families and family caregivers. We are also a, uh, a company that deals with home care providers and home aids and things like that to, to, to provide a better experience for our patients and, and potential patients. We also built an entire partner infrastructure and program through our technology, through our tools and offerings, so that we can help others create the same type of purpose that we are and to grow our and to continue to grow our business. I think if we provide the tools that people need, whether they're through tablets, whether they're through better use of our apps, we're we're just going through a redesign on our our mobile apps now because we notice some things that we just want to do better. I think that gives us an edge moving forward so that we can continue our growth.
2: So you mentioned those mobile tablets. What is the caregiver able to see or do, I guess, in relationship to the patients? I'm curious about that.
0: Well, there are two ways. Number one, tablets for patients. So that patients have a tablet, whether they're mind games for somebody that has some dementia, whether it's just seeing their family on pictures. But the apps are devoted directly to an older patient so that they can use these tools and be and be present for it. So it's really effective. It gives it gives them, if nothing else, watch a t- watch TV, watch a movie, watch something that, that streams, play a game, see family, communicate with family, whether it's through texting or through a FaceTime-like app. But also on the caregiver side, it's really effective so that we can deliver a better experience, that we can deliver medication lists, we can show what those pills look like. We can explain to the patients how to take and, and to the caregivers what those specific instructions are. And as an example, we put pictures of our pills on on the actual box. So people see a side label and a blue pill in the pack matches a blue pill on the side label, matches the same blue pill on the app. You can see the picture of it. Really important, it reaffirms it and it makes sure that we're not making any mistakes. So I think there's a huge amount of technology coming out uh, that we can provide all of the data for from what we do to make things better it also allows us to give better data to the care providers and if we can arm them with better data and better information about how their patients are doing how are they feeling today Uh, whether it's a sliding scale when a patient's taking their medication are they feeling sad today are they feeling happy are they in any pain it's just one more thing that if we can get that information out to the caregivers it can get out there ahead of a potential emergency room visit.
2: So interesting. I'm like a super user of my fitness, you know, pal and those sorts of things. But that said, I can't call a fitness coach. Who actually answers the phone if I call personal RX.
0: 24-7, we have people answering our phones. Uh, Over the weekends, I monitor that. Uh, Even though we're getting too big, I like to do that. And, and look at some calls. Our president and chief operating officer reviews calls as well. Everybody here does. We have pharmacists that are on call every day, holidays. Uh, there's always somebody to speak with a personal Rx. It's really important because you never know when a patient's gonna have a question. Somebody took two this weekend, somebody as I read this morning on a, on a recap from the weekend, somebody was taking, uh, uh, had an extra medication so now they have 10 in the morning or nine and it came in two packs and they were confused and they took double uh so our people were there to help them and make sure that they they don't do it again uh, if nothing else and make sure that there are no repercussions from it
1: i want to go back to partnerships that you had mentioned are these largely tech related larry and do you have partnerships outside of that for instance with nonprofit partners is that something you're considering
0: yes we have nonprofit partners we have caregiver partnerships uh, there are different groups that we're backing and supporting that we think are really important to help the care of aging Americans and those that are aging in place. It's really important to find those and to work with people, not just on the tech side. At the core of what we do is we make sure people have their medication. Great. And we put it in individual dose packs and uh, we make sure they have it a few days before they need it and they don't worry about it. But by partnering with different organizations that are out there, we can really make a difference I, I keep saying at the core but at the core of this there's no medication errors that's the first thing having gone through that i understand the ramifications of that short term and long term but most importantly to make sure that uh, everybody has what they need understands how to use it and that's that's really where we shine.
1: as a mentioned earlier you know, your business model has been quite successful um, your goal Thank is you. to become a 300 plus million dollar uh, annual revenue type of business. Can you talk about the role that marketing will play in helping you achieve that?
0: Absolutely. So marketing is is a direct direct correlation to our direct-to-consumer business, our consumer business, and people finding us and marketing to them, and really explaining that you can get more for your dollar, right? Like I said earlier, they're already paying a copay. They might as well get much better service for it. They're entitled to it. It also plays in a role in how we market to these partnerships and how we then help market those partnerships so that we can get more business for us and for our partners,
1: which tactics are working particularly well for you, Larry, in terms of marketing?
0: Uh, we like search engine marketing. Uh, we like SEO. We're redesigning some websites so that we think we can be more effective with that. Also, I think getting the word out and working with Lana and our team, I think, is really important to get the word out about what we do and why we're different and what the patient can expect to get from Personal RX that they can't always get from another competitor of ours.
2: You know, on that front, Ken, that was such a great question because I met Larry through a former marketing technology client of mine that had been involved in the ANA. And I was so attracted by the opportunities that were available across the PESO model, the paid, earned, social, owned model, because I knew with my former client that he was so steeped in SEO Mm -hmm. and in the keywords. And when we started talking about patients and aging in place and caregivers it's, it's really a delight and really exciting as a communicator to get to work on the messaging components of that. But then we're able to apply that and just we have these amazing weekly calls, actually. Everybody's so excited about them in which we talk about the work that we're individually doing. And then we have these conversations on what the outcomes that are being driven by them and understanding that we're getting to support personal Rx that's making such a dent into the American health. In, in, you know, economic caregiving problem is it's again just so easy to get up in the morning and work on this this kind of client work. So I thought I had to chime in there because it's been so exciting. Can I add
0: something to that? I, I will tell you I'm on a lot of calls every week. My favorite is the purpose call on Thursdays. I really look forward to it. It's exciting to hear how the media and and how marketing and everything comes together and the peso I, you know, it's not something I'm familiar with other than the concept, just makes compelling sense and we look forward to it. And the strategists that you're talking about and technology people that you're talking about, we built an extensive set of plumbing so that we can track everything. We can track and slice and we built our our CTO and our dev team just finished a project, well it's ongoing, a project to really slice the data. And to look at it and the cohorts uh, and the tail that's associated with it, where are our leads coming from? Where are we helping the most patients? What are they looking at so that we know where we can do uh, spend some more time and we can affect more change and put a bigger debt in things?
1: Yeah. I like to ask, Larry, uh, successful companies, you know, whether they're surprised by the success they had. In your case, it, it hasn't been a long run and you've been very successful are you surprised by the success or did you feel like you have the you knew you had the systems in place to be successful?
0: Well uh, I'll be uh, I'll be truthful and candid. I got into this business as a passive investment, understanding uh, the effects of a medication error obviously and uh, and I took a passive role that quickly became very, very active and uh, we were servicing smaller what I call lifestyle, I shouldn't say, the company was more of a lifestyle-based company. Uh, We'll we'll have a nice lifestyle living uh, and earnings. And it quickly became more than that. And working on the personal Rx side of things, using that name and that terminology uh, about being personal and using and lever, I should say, leveraging the business and the understanding and the technology that we worked on all of these years really makes it not such a surprise right it's uh i don't want to be uh cocky about it but think about it logically we're providing a much better service for people uh, that that goes to the core of what they need and they're being healthier for it so when you put those combinations together and the idea that there is no additional cost to use our service now it really comes together as a picture and and while i'm always delighted to be successful and for our company to be growing, I'm not surprised that a company that takes a personal and purposeful approach in healthcare can accelerate.
2: I would also just, there's so many ANA listeners that I respect so much that may be listening to this. I think there are some mountains to climb too that PersonalRx would probably be very welcome to Um, hear from. Uh, Larry and the team have definitely report back to us on the areas where it's booming, but there are some underserved markets, particularly in Latinx and other areas in which we'd love to see more response because we know how underserved the markets are. And so, you know, if there are partners listening today that have some ideas there, we have some ideas too. And, you know, we're testing and learning, but those sorts of things, like when I see his 300 plus million in annual revenue, And think of some of the uh, less purpose-driven companies um, in my past uh, that we had represented. I think that's just the tip of the iceberg, and and I think it can be measured by those we're really serving that are underserved today. So I wanted to add that. Larry, if there's one thing you'd like listeners to remember about personal Rx before we close, what would it be?
0: Forgive me for taking a pause on that, because I think there are so many different things that... uh, uh, p- people should know about personal Rx. Besides the obvious that it's a personalized experience, but I think patients deserve more, and I think the healthcare system deserves more. And I think there's a lot of inefficiencies within healthcare that personal Rx, in our own way, help change. And I'd like everybody to remember that. And that's really where the purpose comes in that we can we can effectuate change without any additional cost in this market where everybody's saying healthcare prices are exorbitant. I think the biggest thing about healthcare is if you can prevent mistakes, if you can prevent issues and get out ahead of that, we can make change. And I think as a pharmacy, we're, we're in the perfect spot to do that.
1: Well, congratulations to the success of your business and, and Lana for all the great work that you're doing helping uh, personal Rx.
2: It's been such a pleasure. Thank you, Larry. And thank you, Ken.
0: Thank you, you, guys. I really appreciate the time today.
1: If you'd like to learn more about Larry's business, please visit personalrx.com. That's personalrx.com. And if you have a topic or a speaker that you'd like to recommend for this podcast, please reach me at brandpurposeatana.net. Until next time, thanks for listening.
0: This has been a presentation of the ANA Podcast Network, powered by Odyssey.